3: And if you're not born in the USA, get the hell out of here. No, I'm only kidding. It's, that's what Trump does. You're not born here, get the hell out of here. No, it's, no it's, as long as you're legal, you're fine. But I don't want to get into that. There's so many other things to get into this morning. On this Saturday morning, good morning. I'm Howard Eskin, uh, and this morning we are broadcasting live on this Memorial Day weekend from the Fresh Grocer. Uh, it's in the Cedarbrook Plaza the 1000 Eastern Road in Wincote, Pennsylvania. Uh, very close to Philadelphia so obviously uh, if you're in uh, stopping by people are already shopping this morning I'm surely getting ready for uh, whether it's barbecues this weekend or uh, parties or whatever there's a lot of shopping to be done and uh, you can do it here and uh, obviously there's a lot of things a lot of advantages uh, <laughs> is that tasty cake for you Dave that's yeah, so. uh, nice Uh no, no, that's all right. Uh, it's, it, tasty cake's always good at any time of the day, whether it's in the morning or not. But uh, how many times can I say we should start off with the Phillies? But it's not for good reasons. Again, another bad reason. It's almost like you forget. Well, did they lose last night? Well, yeah, but they lose every day. Uh, and that's the problem. They were lucky the other day. Uh, that's right, thanks. They were lucky the other day to win 2-1 in 11 innings. I think they had, there's two games this week where they had one hit in the eighth inning and one hit in the ninth inning. Last night, they had one hit in the ninth inning. Uh, They got two more, and with an error, they scored two runs. And, again, I I shouldn't have to paraphrase. I do like Pete McCann, and I think he's a good manager with a horrible, uh, it shouldn't be a horrible baseball team, but it's a really bad baseball team. I never thought they'd be 500, but I didn't think they'd be this bad. I thought they'd be a better team with the record not as good as last year, but I didn't expect uh, uh, Mikel Franco and Odubel Herrera to completely go in the toilet. I, I never liked them as hitters, but I didn't expect them to go to com- completely go into the toilet. But you know, w- and Pete McKinnon tries to spin a nice, a pretty face to it at the end. Well, we didn't quit. When a team's up by many runs, as has been the case many times this year, and the Phillies score in the ninth inning, it's not because they're better or they didn't quit. It's because the other teams are not throwing any of their best. They're just throwing you know, some of the worst pitchers they have in their bullpen because why waste your good pitchers in a game that you know you're going, going to win? So when they have those hits in the ninth who are they hitting against? It's bad enough. Uh, that the Phillies didn't hit against a, a pitcher that, that Cincinnati threw out there that had an ERA going into the game of over six. Over six, and they got one hit off him. One hit. Uh, I don't even understand. Tim uh, Adelman was the pitcher. Eight innings, one hit and no runs and he had an ERA of over 6 but that's not the real story here the real story is the Phillies have well they have a hole in the middle of their lineup their middle of the lineup or the juice of their lineup last year was uh in no specific order herrera hernandez and franco that was really the nuts and bolts of that lineup that could help generate some runs well there was no runs uh there have been no runs generated by those guys and I don't want to hear about who's got what RBIs they are bad offensive players and I have finally came to the conclusion even after the win on Thursday afternoon when Odubel Herrera struck out five times that's For a Major League Baseball player, and I say a Major League Baseball player, that is almost impossible to strike out five times. Almost, it's unthinkable for sure, but it's almost impossible that somewhere along the way you just can't put the ball into play. And two or three of those at-bats, he was out on three pitches. Last night, his first at-bat, he was out on three pitches, although it was a ground ball. A weak ground ball, but it was a ground ball. And then, you know, you oh, he got robbed of a hit. Well, it evens out because the hit in the ninth inning is irrelevant to me because they're throwing – the pitcher they have throwing out there is is a terrible pitcher who's just there because the Cincinnati Reds have a five-run lead. So I don't want to hear about, you know, all the uh, – and then they, you know, when – when uh, I can't even pronounce the pitcher's name that came in, obviously is not that good. But Odubel Herrera had one hit last night. Big deal. Franco had no hits in a strikeout. And the 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 thing that I the conclusion that I have come to now, and not a conclusion. It's my opinion, obviously. When I know they don't really have a lot in the minor leagues that is ready right now. They have some players that will be ready in maybe a couple of years, but nobody that's really ready right now except for Hoskins, who's a first baseman, and you don't want to bring him up because you don't want to let Tommy Joseph play it out because he's starting to hit a little bit. But I came to the conclusion, in my opinion, that just to shake things up, the Phillies have to send somebody down to the minor leagues. And there's not a lot of guys you can do that with that would have an impact. I mean, you could, there's players on the bench, which make no difference. It's it's irrelevant with some of those players. But if you sent Odubel Herrera to the minor leagues, it would send a message. And Roman Quinn's hitting .270. He's not playing great, but he's playing okay. He'll bring some energy. And uh, he'll get more hits than O'Double Herrera's getting. Uh, before the uh, game yesterday, Pete McCann always speaks to the media, and the question was asked, and I think it may have been me that asked the question. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, but th- any thoughts of sending Odubel, or uh, was there any discussion of sending possibly sending Odubel Herrera to the minor leagues? Uh, no, we have not had, and I have not had any dis- any discussions about that. But he did say, he did say that, Uh, it's not out of the question that sometime sometime down the line that those thoughts uh, could occur and those discussions could occur. Because he got one hit, what does that make sure that, you know, that kind of puts that off on the, uh, uh, you know, puts it to the side. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We, We don't have to worry about that right now. I still think they have to worry. They have to send a message, and you can send. Like I said, there's not many players you can send Franco down. You can send Herrera down. One or both of those guys would send a message. Send him down for 10 days. Let him understand that, hey, listen, they can't play that way. They have to change their approach at the plate because their approach at the plate sucks. Uh, Franco is a joke. Uh, you, all you do is throw him breaking balls outside or throw him outside pitches. And when he bounces a ball to the left side, it means what he's doing the same thing he's always doing. He's trying to hit home runs. And that, in today's world, that's all players care about. They try to hit home runs. Franco, to get uh, money in arbitration, he needs to home runs. It's not about strikeouts. It's not about batting average. It's about home runs and games played. And if you take that away from him and you say, hey, listen, if you don't produce, you're not going to play. And if you're not going to play, you're not going to hit home runs. And if you're not going to play, that's, that's going to change things in arbitration on what you're going to get paid uh, somehow there's got to be a message, whether it's one or both of them. And I am in favor, as I had tweeted uh, yesterday, in favor of sending Odubel Herrera down to the minor leagues and bringing up Roman Quinn. So Pete, Pete McCannon's response, well, we haven't talked about that yet. I did ask uh, Matt Clentak, I said, why would you not think about sending O'Dubal Herrera down to the minor leagues? And his response was, have you seen his statistics defensively in center field? said, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I really haven't. Well, he's number one in most categories. So is that the reason that you're going to keep him up? Defense, obviously, you'd like to have good defense. But that's not the issue right now. The issue is he's so lost at home plate. And here's another thing I noticed yesterday, which – I'm not a big fan of. I watch, you know, fans watch batting practice just to watch batting practice. I watch it to see what approach players take in the batting cage. The first round that I saw Odubel Herrera take, he tried to hit the ball to the left field, which is a good thing. He tried to, I don't know if the pitches were out there. I wasn't behind the plate. I was over in the Phillies dugout. I saw him take that approach. I said, all right, he's trying to just, just make contact and maybe go the other way. They all changed. His next rounds in the batting cage, all he tried to do was hit home runs, which he did. Uh, the wind was blowing out, and he hit home runs. Hit him to center and right center. And I could tell he was excited about that. I think that sucks. For, for a guy to try to improve himself, in batting practice and just try to hit home runs against Larry Boa, a 71-year-old pitcher, and I'm not criticizing Larry for his age. I think the fact that he's throwing batting practice at 71 is tremendous. The fact that he can still throw and he's still got energy to to coach and to be a part of a team and to have passion for what he does, I think is tremendous. But my point is, Oduble is hitting home runs against batting practice pitching against a pitcher that's 71 years old so should he be excited about hitting home runs that way are you kidding me his approach in the cage in batting practice i thought sucked now that's me i know when uh, and i think i may have told this story before mike Sosha, who's the manager of the la angels they're not doing very well they don't have it they don't have a really good team but he does not want players to hit home runs in batting practice and if they do when they hit that home run, they have to run the bases. They have to, they're out of the cage, and they have to run the bases because he wants pl- players to try to make contact, to hit line drives. Uh, Aaron Altair really had a good approach in the batting cage. I really liked his approach in batting practice in the batting cage. I didn't like the approach of Oduble Herrera, and I would send him down. And I don't care what his stats are defensively in center field. I don't give a damn. You've got to send a message. And Pete McKinnon had a team meeting after the game. It, I don't know that team meetings do anything. I, I, it, they're short-lived. They're just, it's a quick fix. and I don't know that it does anything. And if they win a game today, it'll always oh, it a team meeting. Now, I, in today's world, with today's players, I don't think it meets a, means a damn thing. Now, they announced 21,000 at the ballpark last night. I can tell you that the turnstile count... At the, this is how embarrassing it is. The turnstile count at 720, which is 15 minutes after the game started, was just over 7,000 people. They didn't have 21,000 people in the park last night. There might have been 21,000 tickets distributed. Not all sold, but distributed. And, but they did not have 21,000 people even close to the park. I would imagine it was probably somewhere just over 10,000, which it was the day before. They almost had as many. I wonder if they counted the dogs. It was Bark in the Park night, and there were 367 dogs in the park last night, adding to the attendance. They had to have a Bark in the Park night every night at a Phillies game. Every night, not just have dogs on the field, but have dogs in the stands. Uh, it, it was that was the most exciting thing about the ball game last night. So we can talk about that. What would you do? What would you do is the question. What would you do? Uh, We will talk about the Eagles, and I've already addressed that stupid, most ridiculous, asinine, foolish, voodoo journalism-type story uh, of Marcus Hayes about Carson Wentz and the Eagles coaches being upset that he went to a quarterback coach. So ridiculous, so asinine, so stupid. So stupid. Even his his own brothers think he's a complete jerk uh, in, in writing that story. So we'll talk about that. And I've heard it now on the station for for twenty four hours, and I am so so sick of it. Oh, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, and the people that say that, and uh, Charles Barkley. Uh, put LeBron James at 7th all-time the other night on TV. And you know what? I think he's right. Uh, he didn't even have players in there that, that I would have had above LeBron James. He says he might, might have reached Kobe's level, which was, I think he said, 6th or 7th. Here's the problem. The people that say LeBron James have never seen Michael Jordan in person, and that's sad. I've seen both. Who do you want in the last two minutes of a game? LeBron James or Michael Jordan? It's not even a question. I want Michael Jordan who can create his own shot and do a lot of things. LeBron James shoots, shoots a three, makes a move. If you if you have presence on the double team, LeBron James can't get his own shot. Uh, without, I mean, anybody can go one-on-one on a player, but forget about his own shot. LeBron James is a great player, but he's got to buy his way uh, – onto the Mount Rushmore of NBA players. Uh, I want your list. I know what my list is. Not only is he not Michael Jordan, he's not even close to the top, and it's sad that people who who have this opinion have not seen Michael Jordan play. That's kind of sad. So there's a lot to talk about. Philly's 5-21 and 21 in the last 26 games. Team meeting, does it make any difference? Do you send uh, Odubel Herrera down? What do you do? With the team. I know they're not going anywhere. but What do you do? All right. We are at the Fresh Grocer 1000 Eastern Road in Wincode, Pennsylvania. The Cedar Brook Plaza where if you're shopping uh, for the holidays and you're in Philadelphia, you might as well come out here. Because I know you're going to get soft drinks for the holidays. And obviously, uh, you don't have to pay uh, that ridiculous soda tax when you come outside the city. And you can do all your grocery shopping here. And the uh, sales tax is less outside the city as well. All right, uh, we'll get into all these issues. Uh, 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494 is your number. If you have uh, a wireless device, a smartphone, a cell service, whatever it is, and everybody's got one. If you're on that uh, terrific cell service, uh, wireless service that I've been using for over 30 years, AT&T, it's PAL 9494. And if you're on Verizon, it's the same pound of 9494. I'm Howard Eskin, 94, WIP, and the time now is 819. Because they're so bad, not because they're good. I, I just, you know, I hear some people, oh, it's the manager. And I think it is so ridiculous when people say, oh, he's lost the locker room. How the hell do you know what he's done with what's happened in the locker? He's lost the locker room. They're not good. <clears throat> They've been over-evaluated. When you look at that starting lineup. Tell me who you say, oh, this is is a guy I'd like to have out there. Hernandez is the all-star on this team this year. They have to have one. There's nobody else on this team that's an all-star. So you're going to have to take Cesar Hernandez. Not that we should worry about who's in the all-star game for the Phillies. They just don't have players. And the minor leagues don't look great right now. There's maybe a couple of guys down the line, I mean, Hoskins has a, ch- Hoskins will be up sometime this year, but the problem is you don't want to bring him up and sit him, and if Tommy Joseph, you want to let Tommy Joseph play it out and see what he does and see how he plays, and and you got to let him play, so, uh, so and Hoskins is the first baseman, that's the problem, I, I'm telling you, I would send down Odubel Herrera, I wouldn't be opposed to sending Franco down either, I don't know who you'd put at third base. Uh, and who you would bring up, but I have no problem sending Odubel Herrera down. Because and Roman Quinn again is not playing great, but he'll bring some energy. Uh, maybe he'll play the game better than Odubel Herrera does. Uh, Odubel Herrera it was so overrated. He's okay. He's nothing. Remember, he's a Rule Five player. And, and for people I saw on Twitter, people sent me tweets: Can you send him down? Yes. He's never been in the minor leagues for the Phillies. He was a Rule Five player, so you had to keep him on the roster the entire first year, when you're a Rule Five player, or offer him back to the team that you got him from. But in his case, no, yeah, he can go down to the minor leagues, and it wouldn't be a problem. I don't care what you're paying him; he can go down to the minor leagues. But you're on WIP.
4: Hey, how you doing, Howard? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, What you said today is what I'm thinking too, and I thought it's real radical. But I'm sending both of them down. I'm sending Herrera down, and I'm sending Franco down.
3: And I wouldn't and be opposed think. to that either. Excuse me? I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Okay, now here's
4: what I want to do, though, Howard, for a month, because I'm like 2-24 or whatever. I want to bring up every top prospect for just one month and see what kind of record i got to do.
3: Okay, what's the, the, but what are the top prospects? That's the problem.
4: Okay, here. let me give you a lineup that could actually happen tomorrow, Okay. But you're looking more like probably the beginning of next year. Scott Kinger at second base leading off.
3: Okay. Uh, Rome, uh, let's go one by one. You can't bring him up right, right now. Or well, you don't want to bring him up. He's not on the 40-man roster. So if you bring him up, you've got to eliminate somebody from the 40-man roster. That's another part of the equation, which I know people don't think about. So you're not – you. You don't want to bring him up right now because you don't want to take anybody off the 40-man roster, and that's what you'd have to do with Kennery. You can't just bring a player up or, or, or send a player down and bring him up because then you have to take somebody off the 40-man roster, and that is not going to happen. So he is not a, he is not a real possibility.
4: Okay, I didn't realize that, but let's Yeah, just I know go most along. people don't. So Let's just go along with this lineup, even if it was for next year. Okay. Second I'm batting Roman Quinn. And the only reason I bat King ahead of Quinn is Quinn should be a leadoff hitter, but uh Kingery's a leadoff hitter and Roman Quinn's not going to hit until a double play with his speed. So I'd like to see him in the second spot.
3: Okay, well you don't have Kennery, so that screws up your uh your first in the order. He's not coming up next year either. Not at the beginning of the year. Okay.
4: Aaron Altier in the third spot right field.
3: Okay, I'm fine with that.
4: I'm bringing Hoskins up, and I understand what you're saying about Joseph, but here's what I'm thinking. American League teams, even for a month, they're playing Boston and all. I don't want to give up on uh, Joseph yet. Let him be the designated hitter. No, i are not playing
3: him for a month. I mean, you play the teams. They they, they used to have it where you would play him in a two-week period, uh, but you'd play him home and away. So remember, the DH doesn't happen when the Phillies are home. It only happens on the road. And they don't do that anymore. I, uh, I gotta, I'm going to get the schedule. But they don't do that anymore. They'll play them sp- as sporadic. Like they played Seattle, what, two games? Did they play another American League team in that week? I don't, I'm not sure that they did when they played Seattle for those two games.
4: No, no, it's been pretty sparing.
3: Okay, so you, so that doesn't work like that anymore to bring them up just to have a player for a DH. You don't bring a guy up for three games and send him back down.
4: Okay, good point. Let's go ahead with this now. Dylan Cousins up in right field is on a streak, whatever, just to get his feet wet. I mean, we're basically holding auditions, ain't we, anyway?
3: Well, D- Dylan, a-, a cousin strikes out so much, he is not ready for the big leagues.
4: Understandable. Okay, okay. now we go to the catcher. Now, Alfaro's the one to come up, but I want to play Knapp all the time now because I think Knapp's a pretty good hitter, Howard, and I want to see if he's my backup, and I want to make that competition between him and Alfaro, because Nats done nothing but hit in every level of the minor league.
3: Well, uh, let me explain that to you. And I have—they're going to play Nat more. Uh, Pete McCannon said yesterday he's probably going to split it up during the week. One of the guys going to play four games, another guy's going to play three games, and he wants them to let him play two games in a row. So after one game, they don't sit down, so they you know they can kind of get a little bit of a feel for it for two straight days, so he will play more. Here's what Alfaro has done. He has fallen off the face of the earth in the minor leagues uh, lately. He's got, as of the other night, and I didn't check it after last night, he has three walks and 45 strikeouts. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, it's at one point everybody thought, okay, this is the, the next catcher, and he may be, but right now he's not showing you he's the next catcher. So just trying to break down what you're thinking about, too. I'm, hopefully you, you understand that.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one. Hernandez, I don't know if you noticed or not, but he's been a third baseman until he went to the major leagues, basically.
3: He now he's a second. Bas- he, they,
4: they got to leave him so at you second could base. could potentially no. plug him in the third base until you got the free agent that no. we're all looking for. No, if I, you decide I, no. if Franco's done.
3: No, I, I, want, him, I, I want Hernandez – I do want. And thanks for the call. I want Hernandez at second base. Just leave leave well enough alone. All right, just leave well enough alone. AC, you're on WIP. Hey
0: Howard, uh, how you doing, man? Long time.
3: Never had a bad day in my life. Holiday weekend. Yeah, I do
0: that. Been listening for thirty years since I was a kid. Um,
3: if Faro
0: right now isn't doing anything to, to be, you know, to, you know, to come up now like the last caller, or like you said the last caller. Well, Reese Hoskins is. I'm not a big Tommy Joseph fan. For a guy last year hit 21 home runs, he only had 47 RBIs. I think he is what he is. I think the only reason why they're giving him this long look is because they made they feel like they made a mistake uh, with Darren Ruff. And number two, they didn't give him a long look at all. Number two, they got him from another organization. Same thing with Herrera. So that, I feel they don't want to like give those guys just let them go because you know they, they feel like they gave away you know other guys and got back nothing. I think. I think they should bring up Hoskins and maybe try to move. Uh, you know, I don't like Herrera, like you said. I, I think they should do something with him. And maybe what, what about moving on Joseph to left field, moving Altair to right, get rid of Saunders. I think Saunders stinks. Okay, already, you know.
3: Let me, let me break. They they will trade Michael Saunders and Howie Kendrick, I believe, both by the trade deadline, and, and well, because too? you got to you got to try to get something for him. You just you just don't get rid of him. You all, you only well, signed, know,
0: That's what I mean, like you know. Yeah, to, to trade them because they got some. Value. Yeah, but nobody wants those, Ellison, right?
3: Nobody's going to want players right now. The, when teams get forced into, uh, first of all, San, uh, Saunders, you're going to get nothing for now because he's not hitting. So you got to hope that he that he starts to hit a little bit, and teams maybe get desperate. But there's no urgency for teams right now. It's too early to start making trades. Helixon, they will try to trade him. Because they can't pay him again next year, uh, nah. not what he's going to get overpaid. Yeah, and they're going to the ta- they're going to have to take whatever they can get for him because he's not a part of their future. So Let's, you got to understand, it's not just that easy to trade players. No, I especially know, I know, now. I know.
0: You got, you got, you got to wait. But I want to see a lot of these guys up this year. Let me ask you this: Would you be happy, right, with? I, I want to compare Dylan Cousins to a guy like, say, Mark Reynolds, a guy right now he's hot with Colorado at three something, but you look at his career, he's a 40-home-run, 100-RBI guy, but strikes out 200 and sometimes a year. Would you be okay with that with Dylan Cousins if he did that up here or no?
3: No. No, because Dylan Cousins strikes out way too many times. The, the well, Cousins, well, so does
0: Mark Reynolds, and he has a, has a pretty good career, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but
3: I, but I, but Dylan Cousins is not going to hit 300. He's not going to hit no,
0: 300. I know, no, I know, but neither is Mark Reynolds. Other than this year, you look at Mark Reynolds' career average, it's 220.
3: Now, I'm not ready to bring Dylan Cousins up. I just don't think he's ready. He's got to find a way. But when people accept strikeouts, that's wrong. You can't accept strikeouts. And I don't know at the major league level, people at A always hit a lot of home runs. Now, I know that they've moved those guys up, but I, I want to see more. I mean, Hoskins is ready, uh, but uh, Cousins, I don't believe, is ready. And that... Uh, I think it would only. I think it might be a little bit embarrassing at this point to bring up uh, to bring up cousins ninety four WIP. Okay, what would you do? And I want the rankings of the best all greatest of all time. It's now labeled the goat, greatest all time, uh, greatest of all time. Um, and it's not LeBron James. It's not even close to LeBron James, it's just so pathetic. You know, it's so pathetic. It's all about LeBron. The ESPN kisses his ass. Everybody kisses his rear end. It's just so pathetic. It's just, and then he's there with all his, his you know, his teammates, which are his buddies, which are all part of the, uh, uh, the agent group, which he has ownership in. There's something wrong with that. There is something wrong with the conflict of interest uh, with that. When his agency represents players and then he wants those players for his team, I, I, I just the, the NBA is so bleeped up. It's, it is such a bad product. It is such a broken product. I don't even care about the finals. I don't care. To see the same teams three years in a row, I don't care. And I don't care about LeBron James. And Michael Jordan, LeBron, game, LeBron James would have to tie his shoelaces. That's how far down he is from Michael Jordan. 94-WIP-888-729-9494. On your wireless device, it is pound 9494 on that AT&T service that I've been using for over 30 years. And it is pound 9494 on Verizon. I'm Howard Eskin. We're at the Fresh Grocer, 1000 Eastern Road, Wincote, Pennsylvania, in the Cedar Brook Plaza, 94 WIP. The time now is 8.38. 94 WIP. Sixers draft. I just had uh, one of the customers here at the Fresh Grocer uh, on Eastern Road in Wincote uh, ask me about the draft. That's the problem with all these people that think, "Oh, the Sixers got the third pick. That's great." You know, so losing was all worth it. No, it wasn't, because the one, one, pick one and pick two are givens. and all this 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 false excitement. This is what we get in the world. Oh, Alonzo Ball, or uh, Alonzo Ball might work out for the Sixers. <laughs> so, uh, might I love the might. Because he didn't say no, somebody probably told his father, "Just don't, don't say no, just don't say anything." And I haven't seen a quote uh, from uh, Lonzo Ball's father, Lavar Ball, that he would work at. But what's the difference? You're not trading up; the, they will not trade up to get him. Uh, but that's why you, when you're stuck with three, we're like, what are you going to do? Three, four, and five. Would be the same questions with any of those players. So we'll get closer to the draft, and we'll talk about it. Right now, the NBA playoffs, another great move by the NBA. You wait a week before these teams play. Where the NHL, once it was over, <laughs> once it was over they, okay, we're starting on Monday. All right, well, hey, listen, get a few days off, and you're starting. You lose all the, the interest, and in, I don't care whether it's Golden State and Cleveland. I could care, I could care less. It's unexciting to me because it's the same teams for this now the third straight year. That's not fun. How about Charles Barkley the other night on the uh I forget what probably the the post game, it was the post game or maybe halftime. He said he made a couple of comments. He's been praising the NHL and I understand not many people watch the NHL playoffs. Uh, I get it but they are so much better than the NBA playoffs. Charles said, can I leave back and go back to the hotel and watch the uh, Stanley Cup <laughs> playoff game? And then afterwards during the, the postgame show, and they're still on the air, Charles says, they just went to overtime. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh and Ottawa just went to overtime. He's following it, and he's more interested in the NHL playoffs than the NBA playoffs, and he's working. The NBA plus show you how bad it is, by the way. One point uh, about Philadelphia. And it's so easy to point out all the problems in the city of Philadelphia, uh, which is a mess. It's a cesspool. It's a cesspool of political failures of politicians that don't do the right things for people. And you wonder why. Uh, Like like their agenda is so, uh, so transparent. It's so pathetic. And that's why that mayor can't be any more than a one-term mayor. Jim Kenny is, is just a total disgrace for the city. I, I don't know how many people read it. But they had, and they need a new building for the police roundhouse, for the police headquarters. It's 8th uh, and Race. Is that where the, the official location is, 8th and Race? It's too small. I get it. And they had to find, they found a new building in West Philadelphia. Uh, they renovated, they spent just over $50 million for that building. And now all of a sudden the city decides, oh, we're not going to go there. We're going to go to the Inquirer building on Broad Street. First of all, the Inquirer building I don't think can support all the police cars. Uh, so I don't think that's a good fit for them. But that's, that's not even my issue. My issue is you just threw away $50 million. You just threw away $50 million. $50 million. How do you just do that and say, oh, we're not going to use that now. We're going to go somewhere else. There's something fishy about this whole thing. I'm telling you, there's something fishy, in my opinion, just strictly an opinion, about all of a sudden now that the police headquarters uh, was announced by the city, and that has to be your mayor. He's not mine. Uh, that one-term mayor, Jim Kenney. You're just going to throw away $50 million and go to the inquiry? Why are you going to the inquiry building? What's the, there's, there's something fishy about what's happening there there's something wrong but yet they got to tax people you can't pay for pre-k so you got to put this this beverage tax and which includes more than just sugar and it's almond milk and it's water drinks and it's all kinds of. and we know that i I don't want to get too deep into that but how this city can waste 50 million dollars say oh we're moving now but you haven't even moved into the other place and you spent 50 million dollars there's something going on there that somebody, somebody, if you have a good reporter out there, and I'm a good reporter, but that's not my side of the fence, somebody out there has got to investigate why they're moving to that building. Why are they moving to that building and what's behind it? That's what they've got to do. Tom, you're on WIP.
2: Yeah, Howard, Good morning. Um, I think I think you're right, man. There's something wrong with that dude. But listen, I'm fifty get million
3: bucks—they just threw away fifty uh, million dollars.
2: Well, I mean, Howard, everything's a scam in this city. But anyway, listen, let's Philly. It. Two simple things. Two two simple things. Yeah. And you got these morons. They're like, bring up cousins, bring up Hoskins. It's not going to do anything. They, the Phillies minor league system has the highest winning percentage of all of baseball. They're actually winning. They're good teams. Leave them there. In my mind, the Phillies have two players on their team to build on, and that's Altair and Hernandez. Everybody else sucks. And I would take Abdullah Herrera and Franco and trade them. In I don't care what you get back. You say, I'm trading them because they're not part of the kind of culture that we want. That's it. Done. Uh And then you wait.
3: Yeah, well, I don't know. You got to get something for him, but uh, I, I will say this: I, I will say, well, the message is send him down to the minor leagues. That's the message until you get something. Yeah, but you,
2: then they're done, though, Howard. You got no. If they go down to yeah, minor the minor leagues. Really have no
3: value. well, but they. You would think Herrera had more value after last season, right? But they got almost. Yeah. They they floated his name out there in trade talk, and they got they got no real office for him. Nobody really wanted him. You give him a low level minor league player. For Herrera, uh, Herrera was a Rule 5 player, and maybe pitchers have adjusted to him now, but obviously they have, and he just doesn't have uh, the desire or the ability uh, to change, to adjust. And that is that is truly a problem. But I, I think, and, and I've said this before, within two years, uh, I don't think Herrera or Franco will be here. I don't know if it's going to happen... Dude. Uh, oh, right, right. This so year you? or after this season, but within two years, they won't be here.
2: So get them out. That's that's my thing. If you get them out now, you send a message. You don't touch the minor league team. I don't care what you're But, your but you got to send them He's down.
3: You're not going to get anything for them. You're not going to get anything for them in a trade.
2: You'll never I, get anything for them.
3: Well, you may you're not, but you have. Yeah, but the teams you, you're trading. You don't just trade to trade. You can send them to the minor leagues and not affect that. And hopefully they wake up, they get the message. Uh, I, I would send Herrera for sure, and I, Franco could probably follow him. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. You've right, got right to, on. you've got thing, you got to, you got to shake it want, up.
2: Do you really no. want those guys on your minor league teams? They're actually winning, winning teams down yeah, there. But about,
3: about, I'm I'm about, yeah, but I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about. Yeah, but I'm not worried about the minor league teams winning. I'm worried about the major league team winning. I don't care about the, the minor league teams. That's really minor think, league teams are I just think, for development. They're not for. I don't but care I about wins and losses. That's
2: how you build. I actually think it's how you build winning baseball. If you look at actually the Royals, follow that minor league team in, uh, in, in Wilmington, those, those teams you know, five, ten years ago, they were winning, and they all came up together, and they had they knew how to win baseball games. They knew how yeah, to but, play the right but, way. Yeah, I, but, I, I think but, that's undervalued.
3: But what's the competition, and thanks for the call, what's the competition in the rest of the league? That's, that's what I don't know. They're winning, but what's the competition? I, I don't care about the minor league teams winning. I don't care about them winning. I care about the development of those players. And uh, Roman Quinn, I don't know, is anything more than a a fifth outfielder. But at least it's a change to shake it up a little bit. Send a message. Just send a message. I don't know who could play third base, who you could bring up. But you could bring up, you could send down Herrera and bring up uh, Roman Quinn. And I don't care about, Matt Klintak tells me about, and I like Matt Clentac. He hasn't shown me that he can't do it yet. He still has to do it. But I don't care about uh, O'Dubal Herrera's defensive stats. I care about the fact that your team can't score. And those two runs last night in the ninth inning are totally, absolutely stinking meaningless to me. Absolutely meaningless. I don't go, oh, they didn't quit. That's nonsense. They, the pitcher they put out there, when you have a five-run lead, you think that the other team's going to throw their best pitchers out of the bullpen? I don't even care. If they score more runs in the ninth inning when they're down by four four more runs than any team in baseball. It's a joke. Uh, that means nothing to me. So just to shake it up, I would send his ass down. 94, WIP, we'll get back. What the hell does Levi want today? What could he be doing on a holiday weekend? You know what, I think Arthur probably is in the joint this weekend. You know, he can party with his brothers. WIP,
1: WIP Sports Time is now 8.55.